Hello again, Braves country, and welcome to the Braves Craze podcast. It's March 26, 2023. It's Sunday night. Uh, spring training will end soon. The regular season open up, opens up on Thursday. Uh, so it's a big few days for the Braves. Some big things have happened. Uh, a couple things have happened today. Uh, I want to talk about those. Uh, if you will, though, give me a follow on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, for the Braves Craze podcast, and for any questions you have, comments for the for the show, hit me up on Twitter at Doctor Braves. Uh, I will start doing some questions on the air, and you may use your question if you do that on Twitter. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. I appreciate all the support. So, so I want to start with this shortstop mess uh, that happened a few a few days back for the Braves. We haven't addressed that on this show yet or on this podcast yet. I do want to talk about that. Uh, so the Braves announced in a shocker head-scratcher that Orlando Arcia will be the starting shortstop for the team, sending Vaughn Grissom and Braden Shoemake. Uh, pretty much we thought the heir apparent Vaughn Grissom, and then Braden Shoemake made a hard-charging push in spring training. Both those guys went to AAA uh, earlier on in spring training than we thought they would, and, and now Arcia to be backed up by Ihire Adrianza. Uh, and the Braves now have what I believe is probably the worst shortstop position combo in maybe baseball for sure. Uh, so let, let's break down and talk about this. A lot of reasoning maybe behind this. Uh, no one really knows for sure. There hasn't been a ton of people talking from the Braves side about addressing this and to see what happens. But uh, certainly uh, we, we don't know exactly what happened here except for the fact that Arcia was named the starter and the two prospects went to AAA. So my first question and first thing to think about here with this, to kind of scratch our head about is, uh, what more could the kids have done to make this team? Uh, I don't have stats in front of me, but we've all seen them. Uh, Vaughn Grissom uh, hit 360 plus for the spring, uh, was really, really good. Matter of fact, the last game he played before he was sent out, he had, I believe, three hits uh, in that game. Uh, and he seemed to make strides defensively. Now, we know Vaughn Grissom's defense may have been a question mark. We, we've heard the stories about Ron Washington spending extra time, Vaughn spending extra time with Ron, uh, Ron being the infield defense guru that we know he is, was bragging on Vaughn, talking about how good he had gotten, how good he had done defensively. Uh, but with the bat, which is what Vaughn's strength is, we know for sure that he looked really good in the spring. Uh, and again, I have to ask the question, what more could Vaughn Grissom have done? Consequently, Braden Shoemake, uh, who was a first-round draft pick a few years back, is known for his glove. Uh, I think there's very little question between Grissom, Arcia, and Shoemake. Braden Shoemake has the best glove of the three. Uh, he's probably ready to play the position defensively right now. Uh, and his bat has been suspect in the minor leagues, but Braden, uh, Braden Shoemake actually had hit this spring as well. So both guys had a really good case, Shoemake and Grissom, to make this team. Uh, Arcia who has picked up hitting of late, did not hit a ton early on. So once again, uh, I, I rhetorically ask, what more could Grissom and even Shoemake have done to make this team? I, I am very surprised and very disappointed one of those guys didn't make it. Now, I'll be honest. Uh, I said in the podcast last week, the Braves were leaning a little more towards Shoemake lately. I wouldn't have been shocked to see Braden crack the, the, the roster and Grissom go to AAA for some more uh, reps at shortstop, but but the, the weird thing was both of them went down. Uh, Brian Snicker even said in an interview uh, about two weeks ago now, famously for uh, the Braves, Braves news outlets, 
that they would likely take one of the two guys from camp and, and, and go north, and one of the two guys being Grissom or Shoemake. And then a few days later, uh, both the guys were headed uh, to AAA Gwinnett, which is also north, consequently, but not to the big camp, not to uh, the majors in this sense. So feel bad for both the young men as well as they played, especially Grissom, who seemed to do a lot last year to, to win this job and, and be the future shortstop. I've also felt bad for Shoemake, who got passed by Grissom because of injury last year. Uh, but, but Orlando Garcia is the apparent starter for the Braves at this point in time. So uh, I mentioned defense, uh, and I want to talk about defense with the three guys now and compare those guys defensively. Uh, again, uh, this is a bit of what I hear and read. I haven't watched. I have seen Shoemake play in the minors. I think I've seen Grissom play in the minors. Never seen Arcia play. Uh, I take that back. I've seen Arcia play in the minors as well when he was with the Brewers. Again, that was a few years back. Uh, but but according to the tale, the tape, so to speak, uh, Braden Shoemake is a good defender. He's the best of the three defensively. You got to figure he had the nod there. Uh, we know that, that Grissom has had to work on defense, and that's been one of the knocks against Vaughn. They weren't sure if he were able to play shortstop every day in the majors. Uh, he has done a lot to work on that, and, and basically I was hearing that he was good enough to play shortstop in the majors this year to work with Ron Washington. And then Arcia, who honestly, uh, we know he's not the best of the three. I can make an argument for him being the worst defender of the three between Shoemake, Grissom, and and. Uh, Orlando Arcia. Now, you know, you certainly can argue he's better than Grissom defensively as well, but I don't think you can argue he's better than Shoemake defensively. So, uh, Arcia is an average defender, uh, uh, an average hitter at best. He has a plus arm, uh, not a great arm, but an above average arm at shortstop. Uh, I, I think he will make some plays. I think he'll also mess up some plays, for lack of a better word. Uh, but the funny thing to me is, this Braves regime with Brian Snitker, Alex Anthopoulos, and company uh, really, really, really valued defense so much as they went and traded a lot of minor league pieces to get a defender up the middle behind the plate. I say up the middle, in the middle of the diamond like, like a Sean Murphy. So defense certainly was more valuable at the catching position uh, over William Contreras for Sean Murphy for the Braves. They, they, they paid a premium price. For a catcher who, in my mind, still is a downgrade offensively than, than was uh, William Contreras, but he is a great defender. So for the Braves to basically go away from defense at shortstop with a guy like Shoemake for a guy like Arcia, who isn't the upside guy, doesn't make any sense at all to me if we're valuing defense in, in the middle of the diamond uh, so much. You, you've got Michael Harrison center, who is a gold glove caliber, and I think he'll win gold gloves in center. You've got Sean Murphy, who is a very, very good defensive play caller or pitch calling catcher, throwing catcher. And then you've got Ozzie Albies, who, you know, is pretty good up the middle at second. And he's been injured a good bit, and we got to see how Ozzie's range is when he's out here every day. But to have a Orlando Arcia out there, uh, who I just don't think helps us defensively very much at all, doesn't make any sense from the Braves' standard or standpoint of defense first that they've gone with this year. So there's that. That's kind of point number two with shortstop. My third point that I want to talk about here is uh, <clears throat> the only thing we can figure out here is did the Braves know they weren't going to keep Grissom or Shoemake to begin the year and just not address shortstop? Uh, that doesn't make any sense at all either. 
Uh, there were guys out there they could have signed, uh, notably Jose Iglesias, Andleton Simmons, our old friend and, and defensive wizard. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I, one more person I'm trying to think, there was another guy out there as well uh, that, that they could have also had. So, so there were guys to sign. They could have brought a veteran in to have been a stopgap, to be a stopgap until maybe Yvonne Grissom was ready if they didn't think he was ready yet. So if they kind of knew they weren't going to keep these two guys, and the reason I say if they knew, I mean, I don't, again, I mentioned before, what do they have to do to make the team with the spring they had? Uh, could they have possibly played any better in spring, Grissom or Shoemake, and they still didn't make the team? So if the Braves were kind of going to be stubborn about this, why wouldn't you go get a Jose Iglesias or a Simmons uh, to go out there, maybe an Elvis Andrews, uh, former Brave as well, who might be past his prime, and so probably a Simmons. But these guys would have been nice pieces to have and probably are better than a guy like Orlando Arcia at this point in time. So another very puzzling, puzzling thing to think about is the Braves could have gotten some, one of these guys really, really cheap, more than likely as a free agent during the offseason or before we got into spring, let those guys come in and compete in the spring as well with the kids. And, you know, a, a Simmons teaching Shoemaker and Grissom would be a real good thing, I think, to Iglesias as well. So, you know, a lot of things could have happened there. I wasn't really a fan of bringing in the veteran guys because I thought Shoemaker, I, I thought Grissom was the guy. So I didn't want to really stunt Grissom's time and playing time. But if you weren't going to let the guys make the team, uh, having the veteran around would have been a really good thing. And I know arguably RC is a veteran, but but I don't think he's had, well, I know he hasn't had the playing time and the experience that a Simmons or an Iglesias has and probably is a downgrade from those guys now. So, again, another head-scratcher of why they wouldn't have done that in advance. So that, that's point three. Now to point four. And here's one of the things I've, I've read a lot about, about the Braves not taking or not keeping Shoemake or, or uh, <clears throat> Vaughn Grissom. They didn't want to lose Ihire Adrianza because he was out of options. Let me just say that again. The Braves did not go with the best shortstop they had on this team, and you can argue which one of those it was, Shoemaker Grissom, because they were afraid or didn't want to lose Ihire Adrianza. I can't tell you how excitingly frustrated that makes me for this team and for this, this front office, if that is true. Again, we can't confirm, it for, confirm that for sure, but that's one of the things they said is they valued Adrianza as a, a player for this team, and to have him as a backup veteran middle infielder, they didn't want to risk losing him. You know, the Braves' infatuation with certain players, and Adrian has been one of those guys as they traded for him again last year, at the end of the year, to come back after they had gotten rid of him or let him walk two years ago uh, as a guy that was a utility kind of guy. Uh, infatuation with guys like him, Guillermo Heredia comes to mind as well. Is just a maddening thing. We hold these guys too long. Their value is marginal at best. And I, I just don't – I've got no problem with Adrianza being a backup on this team. But it, but if we're worried about losing him, there could be a time this year when he gets cut again because of people coming up. So uh, if that's the reason we didn't keep one of these guys, then I think that's a really big problem for this, this front office. And, and I don't like that at all. That's speculation. No one has confirmed that. But certainly, Adrianza is out of options. If he did get sent down, he'd have to pass waivers to go to AAA. But at this point in time, we know he has made the roster. Adrianza has and will be on this team. Uh, another player that, that I would kind of argue is, is you know, Adrianza's leash is long. Heredia's leash was long. 
They're infatuated with those these guys. Marcelo Zuna is another guy I would argue, you know, how long of a lease does this guy have? Yeah, I know he makes a lot of money, but he keeps getting to play. Uh, you know, we're literally sending guys down that, that need to make this team, that should have made this team, frankly. And we're keeping guys like Adrianza and Ozuna on this team. Heredia now, you know, is gone. I'm not saying he's still here, but they, they kept him longer than they should have because he was a clubhouse guy that was fun and he had the had the sword thing going on. But Ozuna, how many strikes does the guy get before they get rid of the guy? I mean, I know they can't trade him. I know he's going to have to, we're going to have to eat the money. But, you know, last year, Snit kept playing him at DH over William Contreras, who was basically hitting very, very well, was killing it at the plate, Bill was. And Ozuna went out there in the playoffs late in the season and, and basically did what he does, and that's not play very well. So, you know, and I think Marcel may have been playing some left field as well, which is even crazier. But uh, <clears throat> infatuation with guys like this, I just don't get. And we, we slight other guys. I go back to one of my favorites, Johan Camargo. The Braves just wouldn't commit to being anything more than a guy they didn't want on the team. Uh, he was a very good, in my mind, middle infield backup type guy that could have played multiple positions. He did play that when he got to play, but they kept sitting him down multiple times when they, and keeping Adrian's on the team. The other guy I thought they just didn't like that should have been a guy that would have been more of one of these guys was Phil Gosselin last year. They got uh, midseason and, and let him go a couple times or at least once and just didn't seem to want Phil around. But, you know, a guy like Adrianza uh, gets gets so many perks for this team, which I just don't get, like I said again. But, again, he's fine. Uh, he'll be a player we can use. He'll plug him in there and play him in certain places. Uh, but I, I do hope that wasn't the reason we did not keep a, a uh, Grissom or Shoemaker on this team. Uh, we also heard service time manipulation was in play here for – uh, in particular, Vaughn Grissom, if he goes down for a certain number of weeks and comes back up, they'll get him for another year or so without having to pay him. Uh, you know, for a team like the Braves, who's competing now on a yearly basis, you know, every game is important. And I sure hope we're not worried about the kind of money for that. That would cost us uh, to send a guy down and play with a with a journeyman backup kind of guy. So, again, just throwing out numbers and reasons we've, we've kind of heard a lot about, seen a lot about, read a lot about that could be the reason that the shortstops are not in the majors, the young, guy, young guys are, and the, and the position played out this way. Uh, again, all these things are hearsay. I'm not telling you that any of them are necessarily the reason or they're true, uh, but certainly things to think about. The last one I did, I've read a couple of unconfirmed, unconfirmed reports that Vaughn Rissa may have an injury. Don't know what that is. Don't know if it's true. Uh, if that is the case, just say it. I mean, why wouldn't the Braves just tell you, hey, Grissom is hurt. We're going to IL him or send him down to AAA to get better before he goes up here and goes on the roster. You know, and maybe, maybe Shoemaker wasn't ready if that's the case. But, again, this front office won't tell us that right now, and, and that is a, a strange, strange thing for this team. So, uh, at the end of the day, the shortstop position and what happened is a bad look for this team. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like the drama. I don't like the way it went down. I don't like us sending these kids through this kind of situation. The message it sends out to Grissom and even Shoemake is not a good one. And I, I hate to think it's not a good one for certain other players on this team that want to win, and I hope it doesn't affect us. But, you know, uh, we keep saying the Braves front office knows what they're doing. Uh, we, we will trust them and see what happens, and hopefully this doesn't bite us too hard. But shortstop, is not something I'm really a fan of what happened, and I think it's a big problem and a big mess for this team. And a sore, sore eye, 
uh, and, and a bad look for this ball team to start the season. Uh, a few other things I want to talk about uh, that have happened. Kyle Wright was announced recently that he'll start the year on the injured list. Uh, Kyle made a start, and, and he's not quite ready. So, uh, you know, Kyle will, will not be on the, the opening day roster. He'll be on the injured list. Uh, I'm a huge Kyle Wright fan, as you've heard me say. I think he's a huge piece of this team. Uh, he's been overlooked a lot this year, but the injury will keep him out. They think he may just miss one or two turns. Uh, but that is exciting news. That means Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd, who were, who were both competing for the fifth spot, will both make the team now out of spring training. Uh, two rookies, uh, and each will get at least one start uh, in the first week or so of the season. So uh, congratulations to Jared and Dylan Dodd. I'm, I'm a big fan of both those guys. Uh, I will make a comparison back to shortstop now, though, and say, uh, you know, even though Schuster and Dodd, in particular Schuster pitched really, really well, both of them pitched well, Dodd did too, uh, <clears throat> those guys made the team where the shortstops got sent out after they played really well. And Grissom had more experience, has actually debuted already, and not won't even be a rookie this year if he were to play, where Dodd and Schuster have not made their major league debuts yet. So you kind of scratch your head on why the Braves are not going a little more um, a little more of a, a veteran presence there, particular in Ian Anderson, uh, who they've sort of soured on, who was a first-round draft pick for him, and then a guy, like, guy, named, a guy like Bryce Elder, who's been up multiple times, made multiple starts, and looked really good and helped this team in the past. So I don't know that I'm really following what the front office is doing with the kids right now. And, and I would have liked to have seen maybe Elder and Anderson stay with this team, give Schuster and Dodd a little more time in the minors as well as they pitched, uh, you know, I'm high on both of them to be a, a major league player, a pitcher for this, for, for this team or another team possibly, but uh, thrusting those guys up so quick without giving Anderson or Elder another look uh, is also something I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, not to say I'm not excited for the rookies because I am, but uh, strange, strange handling of the rookies and the young kids for the Braves with shortstop and now pitching in this person's opinion. So, uh <clears throat> I will say another thing that came up uh, that, that's, that's out there, another injured list starting the season, Rysiel Iglesias has been placed on the IL to start the season. His status is a little more unclear, as unlike Kyle Wright's. Uh, he is going to be out for a couple weeks at least, maybe longer. Uh, we're guessing and kind of being reported that A.J. Mentor will get the most save opportunities. A.J.'s been really, really good last couple years. He was in unhittable a good bit of last year before he uh, – Got a little bit more hittable and down to earth back in the second half of the season, but still really, really good all year. Uh, for Iglesias' injured list stint, that means two guys. Nick Anderson, uh, formerly of the Rays, who we signed in the offseason, who had actually been sent out uh, as being called back. And then Michael Tonkin, uh, a minor league guy the Braves have who's out of options, will also make the team this year to start, to start spring and, and be out there in the bullpen for the Braves. Uh, Tonkins looked pretty good in spring training. Uh, Anderson had some ups and downs, but he still has velo, and that sinker he had was still looking pretty good. So I like the Anderson thing. Uh, Tonkin remains to be seen. He's kind of a journeyman guy, uh, but I certainly like to see those guys making this team and, and out there as well. So uh, congrats to those two guys for making this team. Uh, I think there's a few more things to be answered uh, in the outfield. Uh, I believe I read Eddie Rosario has won the left field job. I've not seen necessarily what's happening with the other outfield spot. Kevin Pillar, Sam Hilliard uh, are out there still still competing. I think Pillar, as you know, is a veteran. If I missed that and I don't know what happened there, if it's already happened, I apologize, but I have not seen a, a, an update on those two guys. 
Uh, I'm not sure if we can keep both those guys or just one at this point in time, but uh, I like Hilliard a lot. Uh, former Rocky had some upside a few years ago. Uh, Pilar, as you know, is is 30 plus and is a veteran presence out there. Uh, wouldn't be a bad guy, either one of those guys to keep on this roster, I think for sure. So my last thing I want to talk about, and I alluded to the D8 spot a minute ago, was you know with this lineup, it looks like most of our team is is ready to go. Uh, Austin Riley had a home run the day to right center, a really impressive shot. Ronald looks ready. He's back back from the uh, WBC hitting the ball hard. We know Matt Olson is, is killing it. Uh, you know, I, I think most of this team is ready to roll at this point in time. Uh, Harris looks good. Michael Harris, who I'm really high on for a big year this year. The pitchers uh, are seem to seemingly ready. Uh, in particular, uh, the top couple guys, Strider pitched today. So, uh, you know, pretty excited to see what happens. But my, my biggest question for the year is, who really plays DH for the Braves? Uh, you know, we've got the two catchers, Darno and Murphy. And when we got Sean Murphy, it was kind of said that they'll both be DHing and catching a good bit. We're seeing a lot of Marcelo Zuna DHing again in spring training. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to try to roll with Marcel and see if he gets well and see if he gets right and starts becoming what he used to be and, and, and going out there with it. Or are we really going to see the catchers out there DHing when they're not catching? I have a hard time believing Snit's not going to play Marcel enough to matter because that's just what he did last year, and Marcel was basically awful last year, and Snit kept running him out there. Uh, you know, between Travis and, and Sean, you kind of figure they want to keep those guys healthy. Uh, so, you know, I, I, get, I guess we might get a sprinkling of, of the other outfielder, if it's Hilliard, if it's Pilar, at DH some. I, I don't know how that will work for sure, but maybe we'll see some of that as well. So um, maybe even Adrianza, which I think is a terrible idea because he's, he's not really – his bat's not good. But um, my guess is we're going to see Marcelo Zuna more times than not DHing to keep those catchers fresh. Uh, and we're going to see Travis and, and, and Murphy share the catching duties with more of a two-third Murphy share is my guess. Uh, weirdly enough, we didn't see a ton of Murphy in spring training with a lot of Darno, a lot of some minor league guys in there catching. So we'll see uh, how that plays out. But I don't trust Ozuna to play full-time at DH. Uh, and you kind of got to wonder if he doesn't hit some, will he be released at some point in time this year? But, uh, again, it remains to be seen what Brian Snicker will do at that DH spot, but uh, I just don't, I believe it when I see it, that those uh, catchers are going to get roles at DH this year. More times than not, I think it'll be more of a uh, Ozuna thing, like I said, in, in that sense. So the Braves will open the season uh, at Washington, I believe. They're on the road to start the season up in D.C. It's a Thursday 12:05 game to begin the season. Again, Friday, I'm sorry, Friday, again, Friday at 3 p.m. No, no Friday game. Then Saturday at 3 p.m. And then Sunday again at 12.35. So a bunch of day games to start off the year. Then they got the Cardinals uh, coming up after that. So both those two games are on the road before they come home to open this year with the Padres at home. So uh, won't make a prediction yet. Uh, kind of hard to say for sure what the Braves will do, but the Nats are not very good. Hopefully we go to Washington, come away with a couple of those at least, and then go to St. Louis and – Get a couple or at least get a split there, so we shall see. But uh, Braves on the road to Washington. The home opener will be on Thursday the uh, 6th against the Padres starting at 6.20 p.m. So that's the show. Thanks again for listening. Uh, again, if you have any questions or want to be uh, want to have a question to be answered on the air, 
Uh, do that to me. Send me that question at Twitter, at Dr. Braves. Have a great week. Look forward to opening week. When we get out there, go Braves. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Braves Craze Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to follow the Braves Doctor on Twitter at Dr. Braves.